always Chris King along by my side. Corey Dugan. And we are brought to you by Naira Studios and our executive producer, Kim Caparel. Hot start for me. I was just, you know, wiping away some snot, so apologies. Awesome. Yeah, good for you, man. Thanks for sharing that with everyone. Uh, episode number 30 yeah. on the docket. Uh, really excited when we get to 52, the one year in counting. But this is the last week of regular season. Yeah. We are heading into playoffs, Tori. Let's chat. Well, actually, you know what we'll do is we'll chat about the women's and then the men's. We'll what talk we about do. Yeah, that's correct. Smart ass. Um, and then we will get to the playoff matchups. And then I just submitted my All Stars. Yeah. Uh, I got no problem sharing my All Stars. Um, you know, I think I think they're supposed to share it with everyone in the league, to be honest. Um, you can do it as an unbiased spectator. So you could vote for whoever you want. And then um after the women's side, we'll do the men's side. Sound good? Sound good, and I can't wait to get into a little bit of a fiery topic of mine coming up here. Um, literally anything in the world you can get fiery oh, about. It's something to do with some rankings. Oh, you know? boy. Does it have yeah. to do with St. Mary's getting it in the chin again from the CCAA? Yes, Listen, I will choose my words wisely. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. It's either the CCAA or the ACAC that doesn't like them. It's one of the two. Regardless, Tori, take it away on the women's side. Okay, I've got my prepper, my prepped notes here today. Okay, so Friday night we had the Briarcrest Clippers at home to take on the Nate Oaks. Now, Chris, guess Interesting. what? Interesting. Peyton Nielsen was back. Wow. After not playing since the middle of January, I believe. The scoring machine. Yeah, the scoring machine. Yeah, she would return to the Oaks after an injury. Uh, now, this was a close game until half. Briarcrest had the lead by three, thirty to twenty-seven, but uh, the second quarter was extremely no- low scoring. I think it was nine to eight. So, Join the club. Yeah. Uh, but Briarcrest will come out firing in the second half, outscoring the Ooks 42-27, to 27, uh, which would put the Ooks out of playoff contention. So they miss out this year, uh, a team that I thought might sneak in a spot, uh, but drop some games during the season that they probably should win. But regardless, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what the Nate Ooks do in the offseason. But Peyton Nielsen had 20, Michael Reed had 12, Dory Sunderland for the Clippers had 22, and Asia Wells had 13 off the bench. It was proving to be quite the spark plug for the Clippers. Chris, anything on that mm, game? It's a big big Dory game right yes. there. Yes. Uh, I'm betting it was layups. You would be correct. All right. Uh, Keanu hosted the Olds Broncos. Now, no, no surprises here. The Huskies had a big 81-42 win. Megan Schwartz, a fifth year for the Olds Broncos, had a double-double, 14-11. And uh, Danielle, Danielle Cadeau, I believe, I put DC because uh, that's what uh, Maya and yeah. uh, Caitlin... D- Dwayne also says that, and I get totally confused when he What's says it. Her? Yeah, Shia was saying the same thing when she was in town as well, but she had 25 off the bench, which are uh, very impressive for a rookie, regardless of the team that you play. Uh, next game, sorry, anything... No, hey, look at you learning here. Give me a little airtime. I like this. Kim, look at this saucy vet over here. Spicy tea, bringing it. Okay. Spicy blonde tea now. Uh, well, it's highlights. It's, it's not a blonde. But... Well, gray to cover the grays, as my sister said. All right, next game, we had the Northwest Polytech Wolves travel to Medicine Hat to take on the Rattlers. Now, Chris, this was a crazy back and forth game. The yeah, battle of the Northwest dungeon. Polytech Wolves got the jump 12-4 to 4 in the first quarter, uh, but the Medicine Hat Rattlers would battle back. But crazy game, but Medicine Hat were able to win 56-54. to 54. Um, I won't get into the stats there as it was expected. Uh, Brim Bremer and Brie O'Connor were leading the line of stats for the Rattlers. It's three players getting up over 14 shots. Some of those medicine hat girls are going to have sore arms, man. Holy, yeah. holy two. 
Then we saw the Concordia Thunder travel to Lethbridge to take on the hot Lethbridge Kodiaks. Yes. The new and improved, apparently, uh, all guard lineup. Uh, Chris, I definitely expected this to be a little bit closer, but it just showed that the guards from Lethbridge proved way too strong and way too quick for the Concordia guards. But yeah, an impressive showing from the Kodiaks as they prove a point to the league that they're still a force without the country's top scorer and rebounder from first semester. Hannah Helton had a casual 26 and the Thunder had no answer for her. Uh, Westop at 15 and Tylee Perry had 12, deemed to 10. So 26, 15, 12 and 10 from four out of the five starters. Uh, I believe that Nielsen was the other person that chipped in with eight from the starting lineup, but a big scoring contribution contribution for the Lethbridge Kodiak starting five. Uh, Hannah Mitchell had a bit of a tough one, had ten turnovers, so as a post player that's a bit tough, but um, probably helping out out with the ball handling duties. That might have been on the press break, though, Uh, too. Thirteen from Harvey and thirteen from Cleveland. Anything on that game, Chris? No, uh, yeah, Leftbridge is playing well. Concordia, Leftbridge is a little bit kryptonite to Concordia's team, I would say. It's a, it's a, not the best matchup for Concordia, if I was just guessing the way the two teams play. Yes, yeah, so, uh, the Kings University Eagles traveled to Calgary to take on the Ambrose Lions. Now, Chris, I'm not going to lie. Yep. Yeah. No, you said now, Chris. I said yes, Tori. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, this was another game that I thought was going to be closer, and it was a bit of a blowout. But the Kings just took Kings University Eagles just took care of business in the first half, uh, outscoring the Ambrose Lions twenty to twelve in the first and twenty five to eight in the second. Ambrose did win the second, the third quarter by five, and then they both tied the fourth quarter. But yeah, the Eagles were able to handily look after them in the first half. Anything stand out to you on this box score? Uh, nearly AOT, 26 points, 9 rebounds. You're close. 10 from the free throw line. Getting closer. Oh, who am I getting to here? So, I might as well just put it up because I don't like well, this awkward pause. Is it from the king side? Listen, I, I got to tell you, I thought I've taught you a little bit better. Awkward pause is like a real power move. Uh, the <laughs> the Abra Science went 1 for 17 from the three-point line. No, that's a great line. Uh, no, you're on it with uh, Anila Ayoit. Um, is it the blocks? No, zero blocks. She usually plays about 19 to 21 minutes a game. Oh, 34. There 34. So this kind of happened last year. I don't know if this is their strategy with her because of concussions and other things like that. But to see her playing like 34 minutes, similar to when they knocked us out last year, um, 26 points, 9 rebounds. She, she, you know, I'll get to it later when we talk about the All-Stars, but... Um, when her minutes are amped up, you know, and she gets a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. she's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, she's going to prove to be a weapon in playoffs, I'm sure, as well. Uh, was there another game on Friday that happened or no? Uh, yep, we're getting there. Megan Aylman had 13 as well for the Eagles for the Lions. Marin Barkley is in red-hot form. She had yeah, 19 points, good. 10 for 13 from the free free throw line, so good for her um, getting to the line that many times. And Adriana Bokan, no surprises, had 18 Anything else on that game, Chris? Uh, no, not really. All right, and then the last game on the Friday night was a much-anticipated nat- matchup, the p- top of the north and the top of the south. So the Red Deer Polytech Queens travelled to Lloydminster to face us, the Lethbridge, uh, Lethbridge Lakeland Rustlers <laughs> shit, now the Lethbridge Kodiaks. Um, yeah, Red Deer would jump the gun and get on quite a handy lead. They got up as much as eight in the first half, but... 
The Rustlers in the second quarter were gone and unreal second quarter run out scoring the Queens 26 to 8, which was ultimately uh, bounced off of their defensive efforts to get out in transition and score some good baskets. Uh, but that would end up to be the ball game after the second quarter, Chris. But as the Rustlers would win the third only by a couple of points, but would not score in the last six minutes of play. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, bad coaching. A lot of bad coaching. Uh, no, uh, it's one of those things. We I think we got up 21 at that point. Yeah, um, 21. There's some good things happening. And credit to Red Deer, they kept playing right till the very end. Um, you know, they made the last two shots to make it look like a nine-point game, but it was essentially set at 15 for most of it. Uh, listen, that team plays super hard. Uh, we've played them three times now this year, all three times in our gym. Um, we know what they're capable of. We see them on tape a lot. Um, we've watched a lot of the top and ACAC teams this year, along with a lot of the other teams. But, um, yeah, when when they're rolling, they're really tough. Uh, I thought we did a good job battling back from them rolling, a little bit similar to the St. Mary's game. But uh, it, And uh, we had the big-time crew out. Like we had, we had the big dogs out in Lloydminster uh, refing it, and it was ref like a playoff game. They did a really good job. It was, you know, they let them play enough and they called enough. Uh, yeah, it was a good game. It's it's fun to get those games in. Uh, I'd say we did a pretty good job on Sandra trying to contain her because when she is loose, uh, she does a great job. Uh, Janae Hubert was also scoreless, but she fouled out of the game. So tough one for her. Hina Sadu had 14, Susan Iyer had 12. Elliot Leafers came off the bench with 10 points, but Jane, a big, uh, Jane Cook did, yeah. did a great job uh, being a floor general that game. Yeah, knocking down a couple shots. Uh, yes. Feels like we she's getting to, into old form. To, yeah, we struggled to shoot to shoot the ball. Do you want to talk about the technical in the game? Do you want to leave that? Uh, yeah, we got a, well, you know, she got benched for it. Uh, Olsen got a T for complaining about a foul, which ironically, a Red Deer player complained about a foul later, didn't get teed. I didn't see what the Red Deer players said. I saw what Olsen said. She deserved a T. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> once again, probably wouldn't have been a T in a men's game. But regardless, uh, she got her butt sat by her coach for a while. And we actually had like a, what did they call it? A non-basketball play foul. And that girl also got her butt sat. So like I said, it was a competitive game. Uh, just in the Cook thing, uh, we've talked about it. But like Jay... She's starting to look like third-year Jade right now, I would say, the way she's moving and doing things. But, a little bit better, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Saturday game. Say took on the Augustana Vikings in the Jack Simpson UFC arena. Mm. Now, Chris, this was just an impressive game from two players and really two players only. As No uh, one else played today. Sorry, it's just <laughs> why I'm saying this is because it's, it was Sate's last game and two of their star players and uh, two ACAC key players for a while in Brooke Baker and Ania Wall was their last game for the Trojans. Right. Uh, out of their 71 points, mm. both of them com combined for 50. So, um, yeah, way to go out. And Augustana yeah. didn't really have an answer for those two. Those two. But last game, like, you're going to try to go out with a bang, as any for player sure. would try to do. Um, but, yeah, they definitely ones. went out in style. Uh, even when in the fourth, Augustana, I thought, might look like they were going to come and take the lead. Those two, Wall and Brooke Baker, just said, nope. We're not losing yeah. and uh, controlled the game again. So uh, we would have guaranteed a Vikings home game play-in, but they had to wait for the result of the Huskies RDP game later on that Saturday. Right. But yeah, 71-63 uh, for the State Trojans. I hope they have a good off-season and look forward to seeing them next Get Get healthy. A lot of injuries there. Yeah. Uh, Brycrest, 88. Northwest Polytech, 48. 40 win. 40 bowl for... The Clippers got a win over the Wolves. No, no, 
Nothing shocking there. Um, they will take four spot and they will now host the playing game against Ambrose Lions. Nate travelled to Medicine Hat's take on the Rattlers, 54-46 for the Nate Ooks. Closer affair, but the Ooks have proved too strong. Yep. Um, and that would be both teams' final games of the season. So again, good luck in the off-season to those two teams. Getting to the Lethbridge and the Kings University Eagles game. Now, Chris, I was honestly shocked with this result as well. Why so? Um, I did not think it was basically, I did not think it was going to be a 30 ball. So Lethbridge won 80 mm. to 52, uh, senior night for Hannah Helton. Um, but yeah, Lethbridge would just make this game look absolutely easy against the second team in the North. Uh, I would say it happened more late. First half was decently close. Um, what was it? 24-33. Like it was in the ballpark and then a couple of huge quarters, you know, Left bridge really blew up in the third and the fourth. Anyways, keep going though. Yeah, so uh, this would then earn with the Queens losing. This then earns the Kodiaks the top spot in the in the South. Sorry, which might guarantee them to be the host if they take care of business in the quarterfinal matchup. That's this correct. This will then hmm. the Kings always uh, the Kings University Eagles uh, already had second spot eaten up, so they will face the Concordia Thunder in the two three matchup. Your little Cross River rivalry, you call it. Yep, that's right. Uh, then Concordia took on the Ambrose well, just, Lions. Just let's pause in that game. Uh, the reason why I'm not surprised, uh, 30 turnovers from Kings. The backcourt sometimes struggles with that. And two of nine shooting. Uh, if you look at on the other side, you know, Leopards got to fell in 28 times, knocked down six threes, didn't turn it over very much. That's a big difference. Um, Leopards guard heavy team. Kings very forward heavy team. So mm -hmm. I assume I did not watch that game press and the pressure was an issue for sure that doesn't surprise me either so i probably should have done my homework on my oh, no, uh, well okay. prepped well prepped. <laughs> concordia would then being uh the king's travel buddy would take on the ambrose lions in calgary concordia would uh have a lead by eight and i actually checked the score uh, just before halftime, and Concordia did have that eight-point lead as right. well uh, with about five minutes to go, and then I checked it, and they were down two, I believe, or up two, down two with uh, at halftime, but Ambrose would win the second, which would be a big difference, 21 to 11 in the third, 18 to 14, but then that would be the bowl game as the fourth was tied. Ambrose take a six-point victory, 6-6 six, six to 60. Jenerinsky for the Thunder had 18. Hannah Mitchell had 16 and 10. Marin Barkley uh, in great form, as mentioned, 19 again. Bokan and Gak both had 11. Anything on that game, Christopher? No, they did a good job on, um, obviously, Harvey, uh, 3 of 10. You know, that's you know, limiting her whenever, and she fouled out as well. Bokan obviously is a very, very tough presence inside, so she clearly gave uh, some fits to Concordia there. Yeah. Uh, Red Deer traveled to Fort McMurray to take on the Keanu Huskies. Now, Red Deer would get as much as 15 going into the final quarter. It was kind of back and forth the first half. Yep. But going into the final quarter, I think they got up as much as 15. But uh, Keanu would start clawing their way back, Chris, which is not surprising. They're a super gritty team. They never go away. Don't give up. Throw anything at you. Um, but Red Deer survives a bit of a scare and were able to get a 68 40 68-64 victory over the Keanu Huskies. Uh, Sandra Garcia-Bernal had 17 points. And big night for Peyton Melton, who's yeah. playing great minutes. Um, <clears throat> had 20 points and 12 rebounds. She's definitely been a force for... Five steals as well. Yeah, for the Queens in the paint, which is awesome to see. Uh, a little bit of a quieter night for Kaylin Tucker. She had 13, 12 from Tom Tomchuk. And Casey Gorey had 12 on her senior night. So congrats to her for completing five years 
of commitment to the Keanu Huskies. I played against her, uh, not really good competitor, good three-point shooter, so congrats to her. Um, did you get Garcia Bernal also had 10 dimes last in that game? 17 points and 10 dimes. So she contributed to... How the heck did I miss know, that? Over, <laughs> over half the points. So, yeah. Apologies, Sandra. And six deals. You know, right. so she was back in her... Really you know, respect her game. Top form. That is disrespectful from me. It is I super really disrespectful. You are a real disrespectful person. That's one thing I know about you. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And last game I've got to go over. Lakeland uh, hosted Olds and got a 72-28 victory. Senior Knife, Ali Pilgrim, Haley Summers, and Jaden Cook. Last podcast we were talking to Big. Hales and Jade about uh, yeah their thoughts on their career at Lakeland. Uh, obviously, two big Two very good friends of mine and Ali as well. Um, yeah, Lakeland just obviously had control of this. I think it was a 14-0 to zero start. But what was more impressive, um, all three seniors, one by one by one, Ali followed by Jaden and followed by Haley, all scored two, th- a three from Jade, a three from Jade, then three from Ali, then a fast break layer from Haley, all scoring in their typical fashion. In 55 seconds. I was bawling my eyes out. Yes, you were. You had green tears everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've had that amount of emotion hit me so quickly over something just so great. Um, yeah, it was It was a very wonderful moment, and I was just so damn proud of, of like I was talking about Dad today, and those three girls, coaching them in their last year, but I have had so much to do with their lives, like playing with one another for three years each, I think it was three years. Yeah. Yeah, two with Ali maybe. Three with Jaden and Haley, but yeah, oh, so damn proud. And yeah, I don't think anyone can really understand unless you have a close relationship with those girls and see them go back to back to back was just fucking insane. Sorry, I got to throw the I think you have there. four years with those two, do you not? Oh, with the COVID year, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you were very emotional. It was an emotional game. Senior nights are emotional. Getting it together now. It uh, it's nice to see you have a heart. I will say that you're so cold all the time. It is nice. I to think see. Chris was I... concerned when I wasn't saying anything. Well, you were you weren't screaming in my ear, so I hadn't told you to be quiet yet. Um, but then when I saw the tears, I was mic'd up that game, so I was yeah, I was yelling in the mic to Kimmy, get Tori on camera, get Tori on camera. So ho- hopefully he might have a little bit. I saw a little bit of the clip. Okay. Uh, it was a cool night. Probably also, cryo. I just want to say 10 of 11 from the free throw line. We only got to the free throw line 11 times, but. Oh, that is of... an all-time high for <laughs> yeah. this guy. Holy. Did Susan not miss? I think that's the game. Susan did not miss a free throw. Mm, Susan. She was two for two. So oh, I thought she got to the line more than that. No, you dreamt Maybe it. the game before. Maybe the game before. Oh, I dreamt that. All right. But then as, uh, as we wrap into our playoff matchups this weekend for the female side here, for the women's side, I don't know why I said female. Uh, Thursday night, February 22nd, the Ambrose Lions will go to Karenport, Saskatchewan to take on the Briarcrest Clippers in the playing game. On the Friday night, we have the Keanu Huskies traveling to Camrose, Alberta to take on the Vikings for the playing game, game as well. Concordia, the 2-3 matchup in the north, will take on uh, the Kings University Eagles and St. Mary's and Red Deer will face off in Red Deer 2-3 matchup in the south. On the Saturday, the Lakeland Rustlers top team in the south will take on... Nope, north. Top team in the north. Fuck me. Hmm. Mondays. Sorry. This Sorry. going too fast. My bad. The Lakeland Rustlers will take on the winner of the Keanu Huskies or Augustana Vikings at the Lloyd Minster 
gymnasium barn, Lakeland College gymnasium barn. See, it's Monday. I'm fucking, I'm screwing up. Excuse my swearing. And then the Lethbridge Kodiaks, the top team in the, in the South, will face the winner of the Ambrose Lions and the Bragrest Clippers. All right, Chris, take it away. <laughs> Sorry. Do you need a breath right now? Holy moly, that was so fast. Do you know what? Okay, you know oh, what? Never mind. Never Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's pause for a second there. Uh, one thing I want to point out. So if you look at the overall standings, okay, um, the South teams have better records. So you know I would say South slightly stronger, maybe they are stronger uh, in the middle of the conference. Now I will say though, keep in mind, you know everyone in the North gets two games against Northwest Polytech, uh, which obviously gives them, for the most part, two wins since they went one and nineteen. The South has Manhattan Olds, who both. Be- are at both Northwest Polytech. So they get four wins. So there's a couple wins different. So if you take out two of those wins across the board, it is fairly similar. But the South playoff teams are all above 500 uh, is the way it should be. The North, Augustana, Keanu, and Nate are all below. So it's a a good look at the interlock. Um, You know, you toss out R20-0 and definitely the the South 1, 2, 3, 4, even 5 probably, you know, rival compete with our number two and probably over our number three i can i just predict upsets maybe like a team that can maybe upset someone or do you want my predictions on all the games i don't know what what do you think Uh, i this briarcrest ambrose game is going to be very interesting i do think the ambrose lions and the briarcrest clippers are both getting themselves into good form coming in playoffs um i do think it's going to be crazy wild in Caronport. i do predict the briarcrest clippers to get a win a close win uh, this Keanu Augustana game, I really don't know. I think whoever goes in being the aggressor is going to win that game. Um, I would say maybe Augustana have a little bit of an advantage in their home gym. No one wants to play them in that gym. It's so freaking hard to play them in Camrose. Um, but Dwayne always has something up his sleeve and I know that he'll junk it up and he's been to playoffs numerous times before and I think he knows what it takes to win. He does know what it takes to win, obviously. He's... Been to nationals a couple of times, a couple of ACAC silvers. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, but what about the rest of the games? All right. Sorry, you told me to pause. Oh, no. <laughs> no Sorry. pause. I can, I can talk about those two games. All right. Then we got Concordia and Kings. No, let's, so pause. let's, let's pause. I'll, I'll go back. Uh, Briarcrest Ambrose. Ambrose beat Briarcrest in their house. They uh, did, so they then, split. Yes. Uh, the next day, Briarcrest kind of put it on them. Yeah. So uh, I think it's very hard to beat a team in their own gym twice. Um yeah. Slight advantage to Briarcrest there, even though Ambrose does have the linchpin uh, inside that can really compete. Uh, the Keanu Augustana game, Keanu obviously has the stud, and if they can punish Augustana inside, they will have a shot to win. Yeah. Augustana is going to have to play loose and shoot the ball and do all their Augustana stuff. Both games are very close in Keanu, if I remember right. Um, so, point flip with you there. Keep going. Uh, Kings and Concordia. Concordia will go to Kings. I do suspect that uh, Kings will take this game. Uh, yeah. I, okay, fair. Yeah. Uh, same here. The big three of Concordia are very good. They are for sure. Very, very I just good. think uh, the Eagles have a little bit more. Uh, now, this St. Mary's Red Deer is going to be very interesting Could considering they just played one another not too long ago, a few weeks ago. Um, and St. Mary's did a way better job on the second game. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely predict that to go back and forth, and I'm interested to see uh, what Stitt and Kellogg are able to produce the two big dogs in uh, in the St Mary's Lightning. Also, Dit Dang is playing some phenomenal basketball as well. Uh, but Red 
I think Red Deer are going to prove too strong and are definitely going to be hungry to get back to nationals. Agreed. Um, and that game will be absolutely crazy. Red Deer obviously has dropped a bunch of games this semester. Uh, tougher, tougher semester on the draw. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be whoever pans out. And then obviously uh, Lakeland will play the winner of the Casey Augustana and Lethbridge will get the winner of that. I have heard that that Ambrose Briarcrest winner will be playing at the University of Lethbridge yeah. <clears throat> because of the volleyball playoffs. So that'll be kind of cool. And then if Lethbridge happens to win that, they will be hosting the final four with whoever's left. So uh, should we hit the men? Go ahead. Yes. Let's get started. I don't know if I can talk that fast, but yeah, you know. I'm just I'm thinking of your poor mom listening to this episode. She's, not she's understand yeah, she's a word. passed out for I, sure. I'm saying she's gonna have to uh, speed, put the speed down. Yeah, and the volume down. Slow it down. Yeah, well, she honestly, Tori, she probably listens to this podcast like 1 a.m. It's kind of like white noise, right? She puts it on just to go to sleep, like a TV. Oh, and then I she tells me. Really then she tells me. To it. Stop yeah, it. I'm. Mean. You know, I have a lovely mom. I'm very blessed. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna rip through it. We're not even gonna hit the box scores because I want to talk about the playoffs, and we've been rolling for 26 minutes yeah, here already. Sorry. All good. Uh, Briarcrest beat Neat uh, 93 to 80, as expected. Uh, Lakeland over RDP 84-78. Our guys were up as much as 22. When I went out, it was 20 something, and then I got a text that it was a two point game. Yeah, our guys. Yeah, especially in that first half, can play phenomenal basketball, and they are playing great basketball. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yes, I'm really enjoying that, watching them play. But a big win for our guys to basically get top uh, second spot. Yeah, they they gave up 32 in the third. Mm-hmm. 32, Tori. That's like that's like all star game kind of stuff. Hey man, it happens to a lot of teams, not just our guys. That's that's fair. It does happen to a lot of teams. Uh, Keanu. 104-54 smashed olds. We're not going to talk about it. Leftbridge smashed your boy. Concordia, Nukub, and Reagan at Concordia, 102.83. Anything you want to say about that one? No, uh, just Concordia have definitely put themselves in a really top, uh, really tough spot to face that. They're in that play, playing yeah. game and now well, face, probably going to face, well, they are going to face well, yeah. uh, Keanu, sorry. Yeah, we'll get to that. Ambrose, 83.76 over Kings. Uh, Kings hung there, like, decent job by them. Northwest Polytech by 20 over Manhattan. That was a big win in the Yeah, huge win. So that basically guaranteed them to be in the 2-3 game. Now, if they won the next night, they were going to be hosting our guys. And if our guys lost, sorry, they would be hosting. Yeah, they they would have been able to have a shot if our guys didn't win. But regardless, yeah, our guys did. Uh, Next night. State plays Augustana, 103-64, absolute killing. Without Bra- Masters. Yes. And played all the players that don't <clears throat> usually play. They're kind of getting some guys some burn. And yeah. resting them at the end of the year, obviously. Briarcrest, 87, Northwest Polytech, 80. Uh, it felt a little like Northwest Polytech was getting ready for playoffs and resting a few dudes. Leftbridge, 116-87 to 87, uh, to finish the Eagles year. Concordia, 92-77, to 77, so good bounce back for... Just on uh, the Northwest Polytech game. Sorry, yes, yes, Manny yes. still played thirty six minutes. Yes, no, I know. It, it, what was his stat line? Something stupid, uh, wasn't it? I looked at nineteen it. and eighteen. Yeah. was it? It was eighteen and nineteen. Sorry. Yeah, so we'll I'll get to that in our post on our back end of this podcast. Uh, our guys put it on Olds one hundred eight seventy seven. Uh, uh, one at half. <laughs> yes, it was uh, exact opposite of the other one, and um, you know they finished up well. Uh, Nate won a barn burner in overtime, 84-83. That has to be, and we'll go back and check, what is that, like the 10th, like, 
Yeah, five points or less yeah. lost by Medicine Hat. They've been on the wrong. Now, positive side, when you lose all those close games, it is a teaching lesson for the future, but it sucks in the moment. Well, they Medicine so, Hat definitely didn't look like they had other help. Like Cooper had 30 and Jordan had 20 and then not much else from anyone. And Keanu got Red Deer off the bus and 80 to 61. Not surprising. Keanu's bouncing back after the South trip. So... Where we're at here, here's what we got. We got Keanu finishing one. Keanu is going to play the winner of Concordia versus Nate. Okay, I'm going to bet that Concordia wins that game, mm-hmm. and I'm going to bet that Concordia loses to Keanu, if I'm betting. Uh, we have Correct. We have Lakeland versus Northwest Polytech. That is going to be played in our gym right after our game when we play the winner of the 4-5 game. I'm going to bet on our guys. Our guys, the second night against Northwest Polytech, played very good. Adapt, didn't adapted have well. Royal, yeah, uh, Andre, missing so a couple dudes. Yeah, agree. And and it could be, you know, I'm not trying to get Northwest Polytech fired up. I'm not sure those dudes listen to our podcast, but uh, our guys could put it on them. Oh, I agree. I definitely am <laughs> I expecting our guys to be very good in our home gym. With how loud our gym was yeah. uh, for the Red Deer games, I think that's only a glimpse of what it's going to be. So, hey, uh, youth basketball kids. Yeah, selling out, selling out. No, our club kids and youth kids have been awesome in this time. They've been unreal. Uh, On the south side, so once again, uh, same thing as on the women's side. This year, the men's south is stronger top to bottom as well, especially through the meat of the order, right? They do have a couple lower tier teams. Three of them, in fact, Old Ambrose, Med Hat. Um, There's only one really lower tier in the north. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got State's going to play Leftbridge at State. Uh, that's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, I am taking Sate on that just with the amount of tools they have. Um, Leftbridge yeah. is playing very good basketball, but um, they need their two big dogs to score. Um, and less meltdowns from Philip Karanovic. <laughs> Hopefully he's ready to go. I will say, though, the, the one downside for Leftbridge, that that's, if that's in the bubble, that's a seems like it's a hard gym to shoot in. Look at the, at the UFC. Okay, so UFC a little bit easier to shoot in. Still gross gym. And... I think all playoff games are at the UFC. Oh, right, because they're, they're post, now, post, uh, post yeah, idea, the dinos are on the road. That's, that makes sense. Um, and then we got Briarcrest of 14 and 7. Huge turnaround year for Coach Souden. Maybe Coach of the Year candidate. You never know. Agreed. agreed. Uh, obviously, he'll probably be second behind Coach Ruff, but, um, and actually, Matt Daly is his first year. So lots of Coach of the Year candidates themselves. Um, I have Briarcrest beating RDP in the chapel. It's yep. not the chapel. It's the hangar. Uh, it will be crazy wild in there. The fans will be pumped. Um, so that'll be a tough atmosphere for Red Deer. Yeah. I do have Briarcrest losing to St. Mary's in the 1-4 game. Agreed. And then just so everyone knows, our final four goes up to Keanu. So Keanu is uh, like in a nice spot. They're hosting all the playoff games the whole way. So if there's ever a year for Jeremy to get it done, this is his year. 100%. Um, you know, he does have that arch nemesis state matched up in the semifinals, but I am sure they've been waiting for that for a year, would be my bet. Yeah, and it looked like when Keanu played, uh, when they had the Sate and St. Mary's matchup last week, it looked like the Huskies were only prepared for Sate and looked like they were not prepared at all for St. Mary's because they're obviously not shows. So you can tell that those Husky boys are just iron down the Sate Trojans. So I can't wait for that semifinal matchup if all goes to plan. Yeah, it's going to be great. And you know what? Uh, we said this before. You can just tell from looking at the the scores and the standings. Really good year across the board. I think the depth in both conferences is up. Men's is just a grinder. Like, whoever gets out, hopefully they represent well on the men's side. But sure uh, a lot of good teams. Uh, and the middle of the pack is really strong. Like, there's, yeah. there's eight legit good men's teams. And okay. on the women's side, I would say there's like six legit 
good teams on the women's side. Yeah. Um, now, that being said, playoffs, one-game playoff, as ours is, anyone can beat anyone. So it will be really exciting. It's that time of year. Upsets happen. Um, it'll be very cool. Now. And then we have the winner of Nate and Concordia play the Huskies. I'm not sure if you said that. Yeah, I said the Huskies Sorry. are winning that. Yeah, right off yeah. the hop. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do, Tori. Um, I just submitted my um, all-conference players, Coach of the Year votes, uh, to Rogan. He has to sign off on it and send it in. Hopefully he did it. He He's on me at 9, 9 a.m. here on a Monday. This will drop on a Wednesday, but the awards are due on Wednesday, so. Hey, he's getting shit done. Busting, Shout out out. Busting balls job. is what I'm saying. Busting balls. Okay. Now on a holiday. But he also probably knows that I work on a holiday just like most coaches. So <laughs> do you want me to read through my North rankings and Rookie of the Year, or how do you want to do the story? Uh, well, if you're going to do it on an anonymous uh, standpoint, like I obviously am going to be pro- a little bit biased, maybe. No, I just say it how it is. Let's be real. Uh, give me, are you going to ask me like I'm a random? Rando. Tori's a rando. Yeah, you are just a, uh, 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 let's Let say you're what you the... said you were going to do. You're going to ask me questions, ask me who to, who I would vote for. Okay. So do you want mine first or you vote first? I can. Okay, you can share yours. I don't care. Okay, I'm going to share mine. Actually, you do yours first. Okay. Hey, you know, people like when we argue, just not this type of argument. Let's get it going. Okay. You are going to give me your North All-Conference players. There's 10 of them, okay, that you would nominate. You're going to go from 1 to 10. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. Go. I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. I don't I'm even gonna, have I'm names. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, here you go. But are you going to give me the names of who coaches nominated? I guess so. Because what if I say someone that a coach didn't nominate? Well, I was just asking who you would nominate. Yeah. But here, you can take my new laptop. It's right. brand new. So Look at that laptop. I, right. It's bigger than Tori. Can I put second team first? or? No, one to ten. I just said one number ten. one player first. All right. Uh, number one player, Missy. Uh, hands down the best player, not just in ACOC, in Canada. Done. Uh, okay, second chill, player... Chill. Uh, I'd probably go with Kaylin Tucker. Uh, she's had a phenomenal season. Got it. I got to reward players who put the time in, in the off season. She lost a ton Transformed of weight. her body. No. Uh, got in phenomenal shape. Uh, yeah, I definitely put Kaylin Tucker second. Uh, next, I would put Susan Iyer third. Uh, okay, Homer. I think she's Homer over Defensively, she is just an unbelievable presence. She has t- transformed her game as well. Last year, she really struggled to really dial in on what it takes to be a defensive menace. She has been able to do that this year. She plays both ends of the floor. Do not try to take a layup around her. Or shoot a three um, near her. Yeah, She's she blocked more block threes it. than I've ever I seen. I think she, in my opinion, just edges out Rachel Harvey for the fourth spot. I think she's had a very good season, averaging a double-double Pause, pause on Susan here because I never give Susan credit on the pod. Credit to her for taking a lot of heat last year and this year about several things. I don't things. think I, other than myself, I don't think I've seen you get into a player to get more out of her uh, than you have since me with Susan. That is a good Did you just, compliment. did she give me a compliment? Yes. Is that a compliment? Yes. Okay. She's, she's doing well with it. Yeah. Okay. I'm at four because I put Harvey next. Uh, and then I would have Anilia Ayote at the five. Oh, I can even switch Harvey and yeah, shoot. Uh, I put Anilia Ayote at the five again, basically double walking, double double. Uh, next, I would put Peyton Nielsen from the Nate Ooks. I think she's had a very good year. Uh, 
despite only playing limited games in the second semester. Yeah, that's right. But she has been a phenomenal scorer. Seven, I would put Mackenzie Morazic from the Augustana Vikings. Again, just 16.4 points per game, uh, seven rebounds, had a great season. Uh, that Now I'm at eight. Eight, I'd put... We should have counted for her, Kim. Yeah, eight, I'd put Alana okay. Olsen. Uh, ten, basically 10 points a game and eight rebounds, almost a double-double as well. Uh, does it on both ends of the floor, but also a very good three-point shooter. At nine, uh, I'm putting my girl Jordana River from the Kings you, Universal Eagles. I was going to say, if you don't vote her, year. you've been on her all year. She's yep. had a phenomenal year. And, uh, yeah, really great to see the transformation that she's made to her game. Yeah, you've been... Biggest fan, I would say. Fangirl, yes, fangirl, if you will. Sure. All right. And the last spot, I'm going to give it to my girl, Maya Besic. Kiana. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, just a phenomenal person. I'm a little bit biased with her because I know she works super hard uh, on her cardio, but also she's just been a great international advocate for the ACAC as well. Uh, she obviously dominated us when she came here. But yes, that would be my 10 players. Good human too. She is. Shout out, Maya. All right, Tori, here we go. I'm going to submit mine as Sabu to the ACAC office. All right. I had number one spot, Anilia Ayot uh, from Kings University Eagles. The reason why is I do feel that Kings is the number two team uh, yeah. by a good margin, and she's the best player on that team, and you take her away, it hurts them a lot. Yes. Uh, I had second, Rachel Harvey. I think you take Rachel out. They are not good. Uh, obviously, uh, they are in the three seed. So I'm kind of going down in the seating. So I'm glad that we do not have the same. This yeah. is cool. Uh, three, I got Kaylin Tucker from Keanu. Obviously, huge reason for them. And number four, I have Mackenzie Mrazik. Number five, I have Peyton Nielsen. So that is basically all the playoff teams. Oh, because you can't vote for your own players. I can't vote for my gotcha. own players. So I can't vote for Missy, Susan, or Alana. Yeah. So, and the way that they do this is... Whoever I rank number one, they get 10 points. Number two gets nine points, and it goes down. So yeah. it, it is really important. who gets ranked one, two, three, four, uh, so on and so forth. Uh, my number six is my Bessick. Once again, playoff team, Megan Allman is my number seven. Playoff team, Tia Fiveland, Augustana. Playoff team, Hannah Mitchell. Concordia, playoff team, and Georgia, Jordana Rivet. Shout out, Jordana Rivet. I gave her the 10 Rive. spot. It's Rive. 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 It's Sorry. French, I think. Sorry. Okay. There's a Rivet in town that I play hockey with at lunch, and his name's spelt exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So I've been letting you go with it all year. Um, yeah, so I couldn't do a, a more than one for Nate being a non-playoff team, and I couldn't do GP being a non-playoff team. That's just my personal opinion. Some coaches, yeah. like, don't care. Um, yeah. Once again, my ad has got to sign off on it. For Rookie of the Year uh, in the North, I had Chloe DeClerc and Danica Codex. Codex. DC. DC. As she's known. Uh, That's a pretty close tie. Once again, I would suspect if uh, Rookie of the Year, if Missy can get it, they will give it to Missy, would be my bet. Yes. Sorry, I totally forgot uh, about the Rookie yeah, of the it's Year. Okay. But I would agree. But Louis de Klerk's had a yeah. great year as a first year. Um, yeah, that would be my two for sure. Yeah, okay. Agreed. So on the South, okay, on the South. Now, I don't get a vote for the South, so this is unofficial. Oh, this right. is off the record. I'm going to go through mine first. And Can I do mine? Because I feel like once I hear yours, then I'm okay. just, might, I might sure. have a biasness okay. to yours. Go for it. Take the computer back. Oh, I'm grabbing. I'm getting hot flush. Oh, right. Number one in the South. Uh, I'd have to give it to Hannah Helton. Okay. Uh, for top team in this. Oh, sorry. Yes. 
top team in the South, I'm getting the number one team, I think, and you've got the best player in the number one team. I think she just, just edges out. And I know she's probably not going to get in the player of the year contention, which I think is a little bit BS. Uh, but I think she just edges out Sandra Garcia-Bernal. She has uh, broke the all-time steals this season. It's an unbelievable job at the point guard spot, distributing, scoring defensively. So Hannah Helton won, Sandra Garcia-Bernal two, SGB, I'm going to start calling her. Uh, third, I have uh, Andrea Stitt from the St. Mary's Lightning. Uh, point guard is basically a double second in assists, it says, a second in scoring in the, in the ACAC. At four, uh, I have Brooke Baker from the State Trojans. So hard to not put her in at four. I know they're a non-playoff team, but she's had an absolute killer season. Uh, at five, I would put Brooklyn Martins from the Briarcrest Clippers, who would just edge out uh, a dit dang, Ooh. I would have, at the gotcha. sixth spot. Uh, next, I would have Adriana Bocan, uh, who would probably come before, oh, this is a tough one. I'd probably go Courtney Deemter at eight, just because right. top team in, in the South uh, has had a very good year. At nine, Hina Sadu from Red Deer. Right. I think she's done a great job scoring. And the last spot, I would put in Amber Fickner from the Briarcrest Clippers, even though she missed a few games. Yep. That or Nia Gak from the Ambrose Lions. Yeah. Uh, and interesting for us because we can both obviously vote for whoever we want. Uh, yeah. So for me and Sandra Garcia Burnell is my number one overall. Uh, she's the player of the year in the South, in my opinion. The most valuable player uh, should be the All-Canadian. <clears throat> Just my personal opinion. I do find it interesting um, where the coaches rank their players. You don't have to vote for them in the order that they rank them. But if you saw this XL, you'd notice a couple players are not ranked where their stats would put them. Yes. I could pro I would probably flip Sandra and Hannah. I just have the biasness to the point guard, but anyway, keep going. I put Hannah. You put Hannah first? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I got Sandra first. And then I would go Hannah, so that's two. Uh three, I'm probably going I would say stit three. Yeah. Dang four. Okay. And we got Fickner. Five. Oh, put all of them over Baker. Baker six. Well, once again, it's just, it's a non-playoff team. Like it's, I know you think her stats. Her yeah. stats are unreal, but like they they are a non-playoff team. So Baker would be my six. Uh, I'm just looking through to see no one from Med Hat. Uh, Bokan seven. Uh, Deemer would be eight. Sadu would be nine. Maybe Kellogg. You know. Can I uh, just quickly jump in for you one may. thing? You may. I think it is really interesting that uh, the, one of the two bigs from Red Deer weren't nominated. I know you can only nominate three, but, yeah, that is in interesting to me. Again, we could probably nominate five. Avery could nominate five. Right. But, he yeah, nominated all guards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that would be my ten. Uh, my choice, once again, I don't get a vote in the north, but my guess is – my guess – outside of our player uh, would be Harvey or Tucker would get the player of the year in the north if it's not uh, if it's not Missy I would yep. say she's probably getting robbed if she doesn't get it but it is uh, the coach's vote uh, once again I think Sandra is the player of the year in the south yep. but it could also go to Hannah or Andrea State it could go to either one of them it, yes 
other one. So I'm going to go through the men's just quickly. Okay. Mm -hmm. You tell me if there's anyone that I say that you're like, oh, shoot, they should be on. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. On the north first? On the north first. Yep. Uh, Amici Williams. Yep. And Manny. Um, those two would be in my head and shoulders. Yep. Okay. Then you probably got Andre McFadden. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we're probably going Dollywall. Uh, next, TJ Haynes from yep. Keanu. Yeah. Um, Griffin Lorenz probably gets in there for Nate, to be honest. Um, Baja. Yeah, shout out Baja. Shout out Baja. Um, Nick Gibb probably gets in there. Jack Smilski might get in there as a nine. And who am I missing? You're missing one key player. Oh, man. Who am I missing? Tell me who I'm missing. Top team. I got I got Amici and I got TJ. Evan, Evan Meyer from Canada. Oh, Evan Meyer. Yeah, yeah. So Evan Meyer would be my ten. So that would be the three the three guys. Uh, top rookie would probably be Colby Anderson. Just from what I saw, um, <clears throat> he's kind of had to battle for it and stuff. So uh, I like his upside. Uh, I like that you remember that. So I didn't I didn't go anyone from Kings. I only went Griffin Lorenz from Nate, yeah. and I only went Smilski from Augustana. Staying true to my form. Okay, yes. uh, on the south. Okay. Are you going for player of the year? Caleb Jip is my player of the year. Actually, you know what, Tori? I'm going Caleb Jip and Brock Dewsbury 1-2. Yeah, that could be such a toss-up, <clears throat> couldn't it? It could. <laughs> Marcus Masters is my three yep. for sure. Um, Philip Karnovic is probably four for me. Yeah. Um, you know, you could go cool, cool, possibly yep. at the five. Uh, Jude Shepard Hill is at the six. I'd probably go Bongerman over Jude. Mm, yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. Really, his stats are better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So either one, sure. Uh, Mason Hoffman probably gets on there um, for Leftbridge next. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Pro I said cool, cool already. Uh, John Paul probably. So that's eight. Yeah. Uh, Jose Moreno Jr. gets on. That's nine. Yeah. Okay. So we got one more spot here. Uh, like? I would probably go Effie Ayamu from the Red Deer Polytech Kings. Okay. Just so to say, it. he did have a fire, he did have a very good start to the year, although they're not playing great basketball at the moment, but he's definitely put up the numbers to be deserving of an all conference, in my opinion. One person that you could argue to put one in there is Kieran Eisner yes. from the Medicine Hat Rattlers. I was going to say, he might be a 10 spot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just tough with the record. Um, I, yes. I like to reward the good teams and. Once again, I don't know if I'm old school or just the way that it is. You know, some day, some years I voted a little different, but I I am a big believer. Best player, best team um, yeah, should be the sure. player of the year. But that's just you know, <laughs> ooh, I don't know anything to be honest. Uh, okay, coach of the year. Um, I can give you my sorry. Let's pause. Okay. Tori, we will talk about the coach of the year. Um, mm -hmm. I also have my coach of the year rankings. Do yeah. you care? So basically, what happens is you get to rank three in your own conference. Yeah. Okay. So, give me your three first is your unbiased uh, on the women's north and women's south. Oh, God, They're well, separate. They're yeah, separate, right? Yeah, um, yeah 20-0 record coming from a 500 season last year. Um, yeah, non-biased record at all. If I'm that's, just, that's 10 more wins. Just we doubled our wins, Tori. Yeah, and if I'm just a bystander looking in, like, I'm not saying you're coach of the year for the ACAC. Like, you're definitely oh, thanks, deserving of just – sorry, I'm not saying you're the best – Coaching Canada. <laughs> Is that full compliment? Uh, yeah, you're the best coach in Canada. 
uh, hands down by mile uh, to make a turnaround like you did, especially from going undefeated season, the season before until nationals. Uh, and then the next after that, which is last season. So 21-22, having a phenomenal season, right. winning ACAC Gold, Coach of the Year, CCAA Coach of the Year, uh, and then going 500 and then to turn the program around again and go undefeated regular season the first time in 30-plus years, whatever it is, that a team has gone undefeated with the intertwined north-south schedule. Uh, yeah, hands down, Coach of the Year, in my opinion, non-biased and should be everyone Jim, else's. What, what is happening here? I might if this Tory like it's is around for blind, more than the day. I'm sorry, it, blind Freddie can say that your coach. Tory, you can be my new agent if you're gonna oh, be nice to me all the Atlanta. time. This is amazing. Just calling as yeah, it is. Who you got number two? Uh, number two, I have uh, Brian from Kings. Yep. That's gonna be interesting because would they give it to Brian or Tory? Obviously uh, Bri Brian. Brian. Yes. Yeah, Brian from the Kings University Eagles would be uh, two for me for the North and three. Yeah, I'd go Concordia. Yep. Robbie are just the top three teams. Okay. So I don't uh, know if there's any there. I'll just do mine right after you. Uh, so I submitted uh, Brian one, uh, Robbie two uh, with Concordia, and Dwayne three with Keanu. Oh, and just in the order that they yep. finished. Records were very similar. Um, you know, Brian's team did improve a little bit from last year, but they also were a playoff team that was mucking around near the top. Robbie had to rebuild, and Dwayne's got a young group with a couple of veterans. Yep. It was pretty easy for me in, in that one. Um, go to the south. Fair enough. All right. And then for the South, I would go, um, whew. yeah, I would give it to. It's tough. So tough. Yeah. Shoot. I know. Yeah. I'd have to give it to Lethbridge. Lethbridge. What's his? Ken McMurray. Ken, Ken McMurray. No. I was like, make, make something because his daughter played. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. I'd go Ken at the one. I'd go Avery at the two, you can't not, 17 yep. and four record. And at the three spot, I would give it to uh, Neil from Ambrose. Yes, uh, first playoff appearance for them. Very yep. good, Tori, very good. Um, Go ahead. Nice, there's a shout out there. Um, yeah, so I would probably give it to Ken as well because I was I was pretty shocked that they stayed good. strong losing their best player. So him, Avery, obviously has done a good job with his group, returning a bunch of girls from last year, but also missing two key pieces, which makes this team different. So, you know, they're, they're in the form and, um, yeah, I, I would probably like third would probably be like Steve just cause I didn't, I didn't see it with them yeah. to be honest. Uh, and they're, they seem to be peaking at the right time. They seem to be coming around. So, Agreed. uh, but very good point on that on the men's North, uh, Tori, who would you have? <clears throat> I might be unpopular for this, but I yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't give yeah. it to the Keanu coach. I don't think, um, <laughs> cause he didn't come on the pod. Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh my God, my name's today. Awful. Yeah, um, okay. You know what? It's going to be a toss up with the Northwest Polytech coach, Osheray, I think, mm -hmm. for the one. Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, yeah, I big would year probably from have to give it to Osheray. Right. And this is non biased. I think he Sounds has done biased. a great job with this squad. After losing Abdul, yeah. that team could have easily like laid in. And the, that those guys have done a great job staying bought in and just playing so damn hard. And they've done a great job to hold that second spot two games ahead from Northwest Polytech and Concordia. Then two, I would put Northwest Polytech coach and what name? Shout out. Evan. Evan, Evan. Lloyd, yeah. Yeah. She's shout come on the pod. I don't and shout him out that much. three, Jeremy from Keanu. <laughs> okay. I'm just ki I'm kidding on the Evan part. Oh, I don't get to vote or do I get Oh, I thought vote? I was. So, sorry. Yes. Go. My bad. My bad. You just got to stick to the format, Matt. There yeah. we go. I'm holding it together. No meltdowns today. All right. Uh, I would go Jeremy one, Shrey two, 
And yeah, you're probably on it with with Evan at the three spot. To be honest, um, you know, Jeremy's team's good. They had a shot last year. They got a shot this year. Uh, Shrey, great points on Shrey. I could easily see Shrey getting it this year. Yeah. Uh, also interesting, losing your best player and actually getting better is yeah. an interesting Crazy. one. So that team has played better, in my opinion. Obviously, Abdul was a phenomenal player, but they've actually played better team basketball and <laughs> it might actually give them a shot to. To do this thing, um, South Tory go. South unanimous decision. Nathan Ruff gets coach of the year from the St. Yeah. Mary's Lightning. Uh, two, I'm going to give it to uh, Brycrest. Shane Salden. Shane Salden. I'm usually good with names. Must be the Monday. Yeah, two Shane Salden and three Matt Daly from the St. Trojans for his first year. Boy. Yeah, I, I'm the same. You know, we agree on that one, so I don't even need to mess around with that. Um, right. Once again, and, and j- just so I'm clear, like the coach of the year, I don't know how other coaches feel. The coach of the year is like, it's, it's nice, it's a peer vote, it's it's fantastic, but like, uh, that's not why we coach. We, we coach for our players and to develop these guys and, and to win and to try to win. So the coach of the year, um, it doesn't mean that much to me um, because that's not what we're trying to get as coach of the year. We're trying to get wins and championships. And you know how much we talk about winning in our program and the culture of our program. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, all these coaches, I'm sure, would be honored to get it, but also at the same time uh, would love to see their players get an award more than they would see themselves get an award. Fair enough. Hit right. me with your mailbag. You've been hot and heavy on this mailbag. All right. This is from Coach Anthony Skeppel from the Briarcrest Clippers. Junior. Who has the best chance to knock you off? You, Tori? Me, probably, in a fist Lake fight. Lakeland. Oh. Um, yeah, I, anyone can beat anyone, can't they? Uh, one good shooting night in basketball, one couple weird calls, couple weird turnovers. Anyone can beat anyone. Um, you know, we've we've had some closer games this semester, so it's been good. Uh, I think there's a certain style of play that works well for us and a certain style that doesn't. Uh, I'm not going to get into that right now, Skeppel. Nice try. Um, but, yeah, I, I, any of the playoff teams, once you get down to this final group, like Keanu Augustana could give us a good push for sure. Like Keanu, we had to play from behind on Keanu quite a lot. And, uh, you know, just looking forward on the draw, if, if we win that, if it's a Red Deer or St. Mary's in the crossover, both those teams are tough. Those those teams played us tough. So yeah. I'm I, we don't look past anyone in our program. Uh, I think anyone can beat anyone. I do think there's some interesting matchups, especially on the women's side style-wise of pressing teams versus weaker guard teams and forward teams versus teams that lack the size. That that will be interesting how that shakes out. Yeah, I would say if Keanu get through the Augustana game, I'd say they might be our toughest matchup. I'd say they did a really good job yep. last game. They junk it up and we don't, uh, as a scene, we, the junkiness, it's hard to handle. So I would say if Keanu get through the Augustana game, they would be the toughest one. All right, next one. Uh, Brie Hergott, old alumni, shout out Bindi, one of my best friends. She said, uh, predictions for underdog players who are going to pop off in playoffs. Underdog players? Like players who, uh, oh, I guess I use me as an example for how, uh, remember when I just didn't decided to play basketball in the Here playoffs go, of 2020? Here we go. I, I'm just saying it as it is, like, I did not show up very much in the in the season, and then come twenty twenty playoffs, I Feeling decided ourselves. to get M- MVP. Decided, you know, I'm going to play basketball now. That's what she means. Uh, yeah. So I would say, uh, just on the women's side, I would look for like a third or fourth option on Red Deer or Leftridge yeah. to really show up. That that'll be the difference of them winning a medal and not winning a medal. Those two teams, um, if they get some kind of depth scoring, um, <clears throat> you know, on the state side. <laughs> Any one of uh, on the men's side, any one of those nine guys coming off the bench could 
could pop off. Like, State's super deep, so they could get the scoring. Um, I think St. Mary's, we kind of know where the scoring's going to come from. Um, and same with Jeremy's group. So I, I don't see it as much on the men's side, to be honest. Uh, yeah. The girls' side, I, I could see some of that depth scoring happening. What, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I... God, that's such a tough one. I, I could bet uh, Jaden Cook has a fifteen to twenty like, point yeah, game. Yeah, like one of the one of the older ones, uh, just knowing that they've been there and before. Caitlin. Yeah, I would. Caitlin was actually yeah. my my bet. Um, oh, gosh, yeah, that's that's maybe Jalen Twin from the Canada Huskies. Yeah, you know I, that game might be in the plan. Like yeah. she she might go fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, even a, depending on how the game goes. for. Like someone from the Kodiaks, Tylee Perry, maybe. Yeah, I was thinking around that area. Yeah, Kodiaks yeah. are playing like seven solid, so one of them. Just a shout out to Haley Summers. She said Summers. She, uh, she goes, "How did Lakeland College manage to uh, land such a stunning assistant coach?" So thanks, Hales. Uh And last one from Devin Wellischuk. Biggest sleeper team for the playoffs. Oh. Ding dong, ding dong, Briarcrest or St. Mary's? For the women? Yeah. I would agree, for sure. Anyone in the north? Concordia uh, could upset Kings, maybe? Yeah, th- that could happen. I don't know if they could win the next game, mm-hmm. but they could win that one. Uh, on the men's side... I don't really see any upsets, to be honest. Maybe Nate over uh, Concordia? Uh, yeah. It, it, Leftbridge could push... State. The the men's side might go chalk, to be honest. I think like that now that I'm looking at this game will be close. Yeah. It's just it when when we're looking at these games, it it really feels like it's gonna go chalk. Now we know sport someone's gonna get beat that shouldn't get beat, but that's just the way it happens. Injuries weird weird shit happens this yeah. time of year. But men's side really feels like chalk. Girls side it seems like we could have some mini upsets. Yeah. Um, but partially because you know, you look at the records, thirteen eight, thirteen eight, twelve and nine. You know, we got 13 and 7, 10 and 10, 8 and 12, 8 and 12, 8 and 12. Like, it, it's close. Yeah. Uh, you're right. What That's else? all. That's it. Kim, yeah. what else you got? You got any other questions or what? Oh, yeah. We rolled for an hour. Um, and that's impressive because you talked really fast for 26 minutes. But we got here. We finished it up. So, end of the regular season. Um, and I hope no one uses our all-conference rankings against us. Um, let me guess. You got some kind of family shout-out. You need no, to I do up. not. What I needed to say, I had, I got to go back to what I said at the beginning of the podcast, but CSWA rankings came out and St. Mary's uh, knocked off the number three team in the country. And St. Mary's only went up one spot. Now I, I will let the guys have the final say if all going well, they end up winning playoffs. But yeah, we got all the ACAC teams are now ranked under six and St. Mary's are just not getting the recognition they deserve. I've been on it all podcast, all episodes. But, yeah, um, it's a shame to see whoever's in charge. But, uh, yeah, that St. Mary's team is phenomenal, as mentioned, and they definitely deserve the recognition. And as you said, for recruiting, that is a big piece. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm with you on this one, but we've said it all year. I don't know. Like, once again, we don't do the men's rankings. Maybe they can be the sleeper team nationally. <laughs> yeah, we don't do the men's rankings. But from our side, it's been clear that we have thought they're the top team all year. Yeah. Um, interesting. Um, Dawson, VIU, Babruf, Durham, Vanier. Then St. Mary's. Um, so now, Quebec team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also to be said that um, the reason why 
CCAA did not move them up is because no one lost in there. Once they get this time of the year, they get fairly set in like the rankings, to be honest. Like even like, you know, Keanu dropped from three to 11, but they're still still ranked, right? They're still one of our top teams. Leftbridge stays still 14. So it doesn't shuffle too much. Now, by the time this drops, the new rankings will come out. Who knows, Tori? You might be hotter than ever about the new rankings. You might not. But Samara's probably going to drop. Yeah. I, for not playing on the weekend. As we know, the way that they do the rankings now isn't necessarily a true capture of the year um, mm-hmm. because different conferences are stronger at different times. Um, and even if you look at our side, like Algonquin's ranked number two. Algonquin like had a really tough push in like the one versus eight crossover play in to get to the quarterfinals in the OCAA. Like that OCAA East is so much stronger than the West. And when you look, when I was watching the games on the weekend, like those East teams, the top teams in the West, like got pushed really hard. So I, I would not be surprised to see OCAA, the winner coming out of the East, just with the depth. Um, and even just looking on the East Coast, I'll be interested to see if it's Mount Al, Holland, Mount St. Vincent. Uh, all three of them are in the top um, 12 right now. So we will, this all shakes out at the national tournament. So. Mm-hmm. That's when you Could let the chips in. Unfortunately, for both both sides, uh, these pools are preset, and uh, they're already probably trying to pigeonhole our our, our games into uh, who we're going to play since, you know, there's only a couple possibilities on, on each side. So I would love to see them go back to the one through eight and actually, like, really figure out who the top teams are because um, if you have three of the top teams in one pool, sometimes you don't get the best national final. Sometimes you do because you got to beat the teams. They always say you got to beat everyone. That's not true. You got to beat the teams you play. Yes. So, you know, you're the best team. You're the best team. You want to say embarrassing. If they end up beating the teams they got to play in the ACACs and make it there, mm-hmm. then they got to do it again. If it's Sate or if it's Keanu or if it's Lakeland, they got to do the same. What other things you got burning up your butt? Oh, I'm good. I don't have anything. Okay. Uh, listen, um, I'm solo parenting. My wife is in Columbia. My kids are alive still. We've had. Peanut butter and jam sandwiches. Yeah, Chris played his men's league championship final yesterday. Let's talk about that. Uh, really quickly, but not men's league. It was a men's tournament. It was an open tournament. tournament. In Provost. Yep, I had the privilege of taking the three kids to watch their dad play. Came with us. You're yes. babysitting the kids. Yeah, yes, babysitting the kids as the game went. Yeah, um, four-year-old came out there against a bunch of twenty-some-year-olds chirping. Funny seeing you guys like say how bad the basketball was, but I actually really enjoyed it. I could not help myself. Chirping was going on the sidelines, so I joined in. Classic. So I started yelling at people. Um, not a good look on me, but whatever. Uh, yeah, a good basketball, Chris. Real lockdown defender with uh, your buddy Henry Bowie and uh, yeah. a couple of old Lakeland guys in that game. No, no. Gil. Gilbert Madsen. He, he was great. Uh, who else am I missing? Landers, I wish I got to see you play. Jeff Landers. Whitey was play. good. Oh, and uh, John. Brown. Love John. <laughs> John Elbert calls himself Brown John. Um, yeah, it, it was fun. It was fun getting out there. You'll, uh, John's foul. Ran into someone on the court. Uh, so, wild. just for the record, I obviously don't play basketball anymore. Uh, I this I haven't played in two years. So this is, they call me like Sunday Kinger. I come in on Sunday when everyone's played two games already. They're sore, possibly hungover. Um, and thank God, cause I played the one game. I feel like I got whiplash. My neck hurts. My calf hurts. My quad hurts. My groin hurts. My shoulders hurt. I only took like, I don't know, a handful of shots, like lifting my arms to shoot now hurts. Uh, um, physical though. It was a, yeah, it was a physical, it was fun. It, it, listen, uh, Henry and I are cut from pretty much the same cloth. So as soon as it got chirpy, uh, I think we both enjoyed it and enjoyed the competitiveness. 
appreciate you saying that we didn't look so terrible, but um, lockdown defenders end up winning the championship game, guys. Uh, yeah, that's the important part. The boys won again, fifty-seven to fifty-one. Nine, nine, ninth, and yeah, real struggle to score when they you didn't get tired. Start out well at all. I thought it was just going to be a freaking thirty bomb, but. Once the boys got the rust shaken off and the oil started grinding, then it's like a well-oiled machine. Uh, and also, I I do want to say, hey, listen, Gilbert, if I penetrate the top of the zone and I throw it to you on the corner of the backboard, not dunk it, you'll get hurt. You dunk that. You always dunk that play. That is a dunk play. It's fifty, isn't he? Forty, forty. If I know, look, lob to you, dunk it. Don't catch it. Come down and go back up and try to get an end one. That's BS, Gilbert. Anyways. No. Um, that's all I had to say. Anyways, solo, solo parenting. My kids are alive. Um, we're cruising into Wednesday. I got till next Tuesday. So somehow I got to get through this playoff weekend with all three kids. My parents in Florida got delayed a full day. Their flights got canceled. My wife's flight to Bogota got canceled. What? Yeah. She was supposed to be there yesterday. Got canceled. Had to go another day. So everything's going haywire, but, um, I will keep everyone posted next week on how my kids survived. I have to say my grocery run this week with the kids being off school might have been heavy on the snacks. Um, so there's going to be lots of leftovers and lots of no choices and good chance McDonald's has ate more than three times this week. Oh my gosh, I'll have to bring them some broccoli or something. They, they ain't eating it. Big boy, big boy ain't eating that. Not a chance. Anyways, uh, okay, that's the wrap. We'll come back. We will know our final fours next week and we will talk about how they match up. Uh, whether they're being played in Keanu Lethbridge or some alternate location. Yeah, we are brought to you by NARA Studios and our executive producer, Kim Caparel. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Instagram on NARA Studios, Hold My Clipboard. We will see you next week. <laughs>